How my best friend and a D&D noob pulled off the craziest plan ever. This story was submitted by our viewer Cassie. A bit of context before I jump into the story. I run a homebrew D&D game every Thursday with a group of very close friends. For the most part, all of us have DM'd a game or two and know 5e like the back of our hands. Well, all except one. Q, my best friend. She had only played 4e and briefly at that. Maybe a total of 8 hours in her lifetime. She's an excellent role player and always expressed interest to me to play D&D, but she was scared and hesitant. So when I started to get an idea for a campaign around the fall of last year and went on to gather my party, she was the first person I invited. I explained to my friends that I would invite my best friend and said that she might need a little extra help sometimes. No problem. They were all ready to help and offer advice. At first she was very shy and hesitant because she knew all of them were veteran players and DMs but I told her that she would be fine and I would be there to help. When I asked what class she would play, we tossed around a lot of ideas. She gave me what she sort of wanted in a character slash idea and I tossed out the idea of a warlock. I explained to her what they were all about and she was hooked. Normally I would not discuss patrons and their identities with my players and I like to leave it a surprise and something to figure out over the course of the game. But because she was new, I gave her the choice of a few patrons and what packs they can have. Immediately, she gravitated to the Great Old One patron. This is important and will come into play later. I said it was a-okay and the campaign started up. Our party consists of the following. 1. A Shadar Kai monk of the Long Death named Delandial. 2. A Zendikar vampire runic fighter named Myth. 3. A halfling druid of the flame named Tiara. 4. And lastly, my best friend, who's playing a human warlock with the Great Old One pact named Teresa. The party had made its way over to Teresa's home city and found something amiss. First off, there were people starting to go missing. It started off in the lower districts, but even some nobles were going missing. Second, the queen of the city was starting to have random conniptions. Moments where she would just pass out and start having seizures, sometimes being out days at a time. Third, there's a dark group going around named the Brotherhood, and they've been gathering members under the guise of fair treatment for all lower class and non-human citizens. Fourth, the party was on the trail of someone named the Dark Viper. All the fun stuff, but nothing too outlandish for an adventuring group. After meeting with a contact in the lower districts, the contact complained that any time any of her people got close to the Dark Viper, she would lose all contact with them. The contact assumed they were dead until they would be sent back to her, nothing but shells of their former selves. Nice house, but nobody was home. She called them living vegetables, as if something odd happened to their mind. Immediately, the DMs of the group knew that I was sending out a bunch of red flags with my warnings. There was something in the city, and it was not good. When Tierra and Teresa left the bar this contact was at, they found a woman from the Noble District, dumped there and not responsive. Her eyes opened and she was breathing, but no response outside of just drooling. Tierra did an excellent nature and arcana check and deducted that her brain was drained. The Discord started to buzz, as they all knew the creature that could do it. Tierra deduced that this was the work of a mind flayer, and a sloppy one at that, since they did not outright kill the victim. Tierra said that they should notify the guards, while Alandiel and Myth said that a mind flayer may be a bit out of their reach. But it was then that Teresa stood her ground, saying they needed to stop the mind flayer in a heated moment of roleplay. Through her excellent roleplay, Alandiel and Myth relented and agreed to help Teresa's plan to stop the mind flayer. It was a harebrained scheme but it is a bit of a running joke with my friends that our ideas, while not always the smartest, gets things done. The plan was to have Teresa dress up as a noble and get her into the noble's district to try and lure the mind flayer out to grab her. When it did, the party would attack. Remember I said it was a harebrained scheme? Tierra would be transformed as a mouse to be in Teresa's pocket at all times. 
Elandiel and Myth were her bodyguards that might have been a bit careless to see their charge be lost. The Roll20 dice gods had to be smiling on Teresa because her rolls that night were superb. She convinced a high-profile tavern to let her in and managed to chat with some nobility, none of them knowing that Teresa was just a commoner. Eventually, a woman came over to Teresa and the two hit it off immediately. The woman convinced Teresa to go on a walk with her so that she could show Teresa the sights. Elandiel and Myth were following behind, but far enough not to be noticed. Stealth checks were great. The woman eventually led Teresa down an alley and pointed to a statue to get her attention. And this, this statue was gifted to us by the Elven Kingdoms, the woman said, pointing to the statue. Wow, I read about this statue in a book once. It's so odd to find it here, Teresa said. You know, you are very intelligent. Not many people know about this statue. It's a little-known gem of our city, I suppose. Well, I read a lot of books. It's a bit of a hobby of mine, Teresa said offhandedly. Excellent. And then I changed my tone into a cool and sophisticated voice. Your knowledge will be a treat for me, rather than these lesser beings I have tasted. Before Teresa could even say anything, I asked her to roll a wisdom save. Elandiel and Myth started running towards Teresa, and Tierra goes to hop out of Teresa's pocket and turn back into a halfling. Teresa rolls the dice. 19 on the dice, 22 in total. You feel as if something tries to grip your mind, to stupefy you or confuse you, but you shake it off. The woman grins, and you hear a voice in your head. I said, Interesting. Pray that fights back. How delightful! The woman is amused and intrigued by Teresa's ability to resist her. And then Teresa does the craziest thing I have ever seen someone do. I use my ability from my patron to talk back to the mind flayer in its mind, Teresa shouted. The discord starts going crazy. I'm staring in disbelief at my screen, at what she just said. But Tierra, Myth, and Elandiel are cheering her on. Even her husband, who I can hear in Teresa's background, asked what was going on. She explained, and I heard him say, Oh no, are you insane? I take a deep breath and ask the age-old DM saying, Are you sure? Teresa, yes, I talked to it in its mind. A quick thing to note about mind flayers, aside from, well, don't try to talk in a mind flayer's mind. The particularly nasty thing about mind flayers is that they're part of a hive mind. If you were to magically go into their mind, you would hear a lot of voices, but also direct voices from the elder brain or whatever it had. Their minds are like networks, and Teresa could easily go insane from the number of voices she could hear, or God knows what else. But I pull myself together and say, okay, roll me a wisdom save to go into its mind. Everything is quiet as she rolls her dice, and the dice gods smile on her. Natural 20. The discord erupts in cheers, and even I cheer on. You enter into the mind flayer's mind, breaking past their layers of psionic energy as you hear all around you murmurs and whispers. Some are louder than others, but you know that you and this mind flayer are not alone. If anything, it sounds like being in an auditorium. People are talking among themselves, and it's hard to make out individual conversations. Okay, what do you say to the mind flayer? Teresa says, First off, I am not prey, and second off, you're not the only thing that can do that little trick too. The woman's face goes into shock for a brief moment, and then into pure unbridled rage. How dare you come in my mind, you lesser creature! It flings you out of its mind but you remain unharmed by its exit, thanks to your steely resolve. The woman's form changes into that of a slender purple man, with tentacles writhing on his face. The Mind Flayer Arcanist hisses at you, and has you only in its sights. Roll for initiative. As I reveal the pog, I hear a Elandiel start saying, Oh no, oh no, that's bad, that's really bad. I don't know about you, but I think squid is on the dinner menu for tonight. I never tried Mind Flayer blood, Myth said, stalking forward. Please don't! Tierra said with disgust. The party dispatched the Mind Flayer quickly and came out victorious. 
You know, we've done a lot of crazy things in D&D, but that has to be one of the craziest moments I think I've seen in a very long time," I said, completely blown away by what had just happened. But we did it! Teresa beamed. I don't think you understand. That could have ended really badly. But it didn't! The party then started to praise Teresa and her player, both in and out of character, saying how it was a crazy idea but it managed to work. They all leveled up after that encounter. As of this date, it was this moment that I was beyond proud of my best friend, who went from D&D newbie weeks ago to hatching crazy plans and just going along for a fun ride now. Who knows where this adventure will take them, but if this is what is to come of my campaign, I think by the end of it, I'll have plenty of stories to tell. Entering the hive mind of mind flayers? Pure insanity! She's lucky she managed to escape with her sanity. But like she said, they did it! Please let us know what you think. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel All Things D&D. Our next video will be posted in two days, so stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.